Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pixels. This is a show where we cover the news from the video game in the video game industry. That's hard to say. Uh, we talk about uh, games every couple of weeks. We cover the industry, the games we've been playing, and we try to put a little bit of an analysis, an analytical angle to it. My name is Patrick Beja and uh, today I'm very happy to welcome for the first time on the show, Marcus. Oh, actually, I forgot to ask you your last name. You're, are you Marcus Cosmonaut? Is that actually I'm your last name? No, uh, Marcus Turner, but you can call people know me as Cosmonaut Marcus. Okay, excellent. You you don't keep your last name a secret on the internet, and I just no. tricked you into revealing it. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. People figure it out eventually. So, <laughs> excellent. Well, thank you for being on. Um, you run a wonderful uh, YouTube channel, which I really enjoy, yeah. and m you mostly talk about uh, movies on there, and. The reason I really enjoy your your uh, videos, I think, is because you are always right in the sense that you always agree with my impressions of the movies. <laughs> I'm, that's the first time I've been called right. Well, you know, I'm usually <laughs> called wrong, so there might be some internal logic on there. There we um, go. So we're, we're, both, we're both wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, if we agree that we're right, I think we can determine who's who here is going to tell otherwise. No one. Exactly. So. There you go. Cool. So we can talk about this a little bit later. But uh, you are very much into comics and uh, you love Spider-Man. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about Spider-Man, uh, among other things. Uh, the other things we're going to be talking about are the Nintendo Direct, which just happened last week. Um, we're going to talk about the Black Ops Battle Royale mode blackout, uh, the TGS conference uh, for, for Sony, which happened last week as well, and a couple of other tidbits. But first, the big news for uh, the week, or at least for this episode, which we come out every two weeks. So we're a little bit late, but it gave us time to finish the game. Um, so the big news is Spider-Man, um, the PlayStation 4 exclusive developed by Insomniac Studios. And uh, it's a pretty big deal. I think there's a lot to say. We're going to be dividing the uh, discussions because you finished the game as well, right? Yes, I did. I finished it yesterday late. Uh, I was laboring intensely to to be able to do the show properly. Uh, we're going to be talking spoiler-free for the first part, and then we're going to go into spoilers afterwards, but I will cut that spoiler part out of the discussion and set it at the end of the show so that people who don't want to hear anything spoilery can um, just listen without a worry, and then they can leave the show at the end once I announce the spoilers are going to be coming. So I guess I'm going to ask the, the, the easy first question. Uh, we're still in the non-spoiler question. What did you think about this game? I 
really like it. I had a I had a kind of like a conflict when I first played it because after like being so like I've been reviewing, I tried to like go all summer like reviewing a bunch of stuff and try to bang out a lot of like critical analysis stuff on my channel. So my mindset is still that of like trying to like look for problems and things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I played it, I was like, oh, I don't really like this. I don't like this. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm having a lot of fun. I'm not going to worry too much about it. There were some things that I didn't that really kind of bugged me. But overall, I think I really do love the game. I think it's probably my game of the year. Oh, really? Game of the year. Wow. And yeah. this is a full year. Um, I think it, it maybe falls short of game of the year for me because there are so many other great games. But the way yeah. I look at it, there are certainly problems in the game. You're right. Um, I think it's a good game. It's a really good game as an overall game. But I think it's such a great Spider-Man game specifically, maybe superhero game, but specifically Spider-Man game, that it will uh, uh, give a lot of joy to people who enjoy Spider-Man. And, and yeah. even more than that, I think it makes you, it, it ropes you into its mechanics and it makes you enjoy Spider-Man, even if you don't necessarily care about the character. And I think that's one thing which everyone has been talking about, uh, deservedly so, it gets Spider-Man in the mechanics and in the, the spirit of the character, right? You, you, oh, yeah. I, I guess you uh, know him super well. I mean, I read the comics and I've read the comics for a long time, but you're really into it. Would you yeah. agree uh, with that characterization? Yeah, for sure. It, 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 even in like the way that everything works in the game, not just like, you know, Peter talking to people or, you know, him interacting with uh, the world, like just the way you have to play the game, the way the game forces you to play is intrinsically Spider-Man. Like you, what do you mean? Have to, you have to like dodge around. You can't like, he'll die in two hits. Basically, if you <laughs> right, get yeah. shot, you're, you're donezo. Um, like you can't take more than like one rocket to the face. Um, you have to stay on the move because when enemies like, like in the, the bases that you have to go through to like fight a bunch of guys, or like even like the big levels that they design, enemies will come in from all all around the room like when they call in reinforcements like in batman you're in like kind of like a box when you fight and the guys come to you and then they fight you you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and in spider-man they'll come up from like the balconies they'll come like from like corners you can't even see them you have to stay on the move they they force you to swing around to zip to other guys like you have to fight like spider-man or else you're not gonna win you know there's and i really like yeah th there's a lot of uh like yeah, it, I mean, obviously, the, the comparison to Batman is, is pretty obvious, and there's a lot of inspiration there, and it's it, the game is completely unapologetic in its implementation of tropey uh, uh, game mechanics. The Batman yeah. inspiration is blindingly yeah. obvious. Uh, oh, the open world... You're, you're, uh, you're cutting out for me. Give me oh, one second. Oh, sorry. Um, no, okay. Okay, hopefully it's, it's better now. Um yeah, the the um, the Batman inspiration is super obvious, and the open world design is almost after games like uh, Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, and even to an extent, the even more classic ones like God of War, which had its own spin on it. It feels uh, uh, uninspired, but the yeah. core mechanics of the game are so good. And, and to get back to the Batman thing. Before starting, I started playing. I felt, oh, maybe this is going to be exactly like Batman, which I love the Batman game, so I didn't have a problem with it. But within the confines of that system, you're right; it makes you feel like Spider-Man because Batman is super 
heavy and and powerful. Yeah. Spider-Man is all nimble and he zips around on his web and and it, it, the implementation of it is completely um fits the character completely. And you mentioned Peter Parker. Uh I know you you talked about your favorite old uh Spider-Man game before this one came out. Yeah. It it feels like they've never done Peter Parker, at least not right, like they do in this one. Yeah, no. Uh, out of all the Spider-Man games I've played, Peter Parker is kind of like pushed to the side, or he's done horribly, like in um, Web of Shadows. Even if you play like the good, because like, you can do like a good evil thing, when you play the good one, Peter Parker's still kind of horrible. Like, I <laughs> hate his character in that game. But um, you, he's never, like in this game, you play as him. Like you, you can walk around and do stuff. Um, and it, I don't, I'm not really a huge fan of the on foot non Spider-Man segments in the game, but they do help you feel more like Peter. Like you will watch a lot of cutscenes with him. Um, he, he's just as much a part of the game as the Spider-Man stuff is. So even when it's not like executed that well, you still get like, you are going to be watching Peter Parker as well as him as Spider-Man, you know? And I think it serves a purpose, as you said, it because imagine however boring you think those uh, passages are when you're playing them. Imagine the game without them. And all of a sudden, it is a very different game. It, you don't yeah. have the same weight, the same involvement. Um, and I guess that's a good uh, uh, moment to talk about the characters beyond Spider-Man, and we didn't even mention the web-slinging, uh, zipping across New York. I think everyone talked about how good it feels, so we don't yeah. need to <laughs> spend too much time on it. But essentially, it's awesome. Um, it's really, really great. But the characters, they have, Insomniac has taken, I think it's the first time, I can't remember where I heard this. Uh, I never have an original idea in in this in any show ever. I just recycle <laughs> <laughs> things I've heard on other shows and I've read other places. But someone said this is the first time they got, there's enough background about Spider-Man and enough general knowledge about superheroes and Spider-Man specifically that they didn't need to go through the origin stories uh, story and you know, Uncle Ben dying and all that crap, which we all know and yeah. would have been just eye-rolly, really. But yeah. be beyond that, they had a license to give their own interpretation of all of the characters. And I love what they did with Aunt May. I love what they did with, maybe I'm not going to say what characters, but there are a couple of yeah. other characters <laughs> um, that that are, are really, maybe we'll talk about that in the spoiler uh, section. But they the way they approach all of even peter they, like they have weird plasticky faces that somehow feel real and, alive yeah yeah i wonder if it's because they they captured the the actual uh actors faces i'm not i i didn't research this maybe i should have it, it reminded me of um you know uh infamous second son i didn't play that right. game but I watched, uh, I would watch streams or stuff, and the facial expressions in that game are like perfect. They're really good, and it kind of reminded me of that, where like the they have a lot of subtlety in their expressions. Like there's some cutscenes where like uh, between MJ and Peter, where like in the past they've dated or whatever, but you can see that relationship in their faces, and I'm like, that's what you would say for a movie. The game's like, it's not like you know 
picture perfect like they're still they're still video game characters but you can see a lot in like their expressions and you kind of really get immersed in the story and the world because of that uh, yeah i completely agree it is there's something about the expressions that is so i'm looking up uh osborne um uh, osborne's actor norman osborne's actor and he doesn't quite look like the character in game a little bit maybe there, there's some inspiration but you're yeah. right the the facial animation even though it's not the highest uh you know polygon count on the character you've ever seen probably because they need you know to save some of those polygons for the city of new york <laughs> yeah. but still it, the the faces convey uh, uh emotions in a way that is and the the actors are really good oh yeah so, the voice acting is amazing um, yeah really great uh uh so overall what i would say is the game is um, not the most original game there is for its core mechanics, but that they're they're really solid. They're really good, so they're enjoy and enjoyable to play to the point that you don't care the other portions of the game that are a little bit too um, uh, repetitive. Because what, for example, there are some elements of some missions that you have to do the research missions, for example, or some of them that feel a little yeah. bit like. You don't necessarily want to do that, but since you're using the core mechanics of swinging or or of combat, you still want to you still enjoy it when you're doing it. So yeah. it's a weird and and the other part of it I think is because of the way it is structured and it's it's welcoming of any kind of player. I think it's super good for casual players as well, which. Obviously, with the Marvel hype and the popularity of the characters, including Spider-Man, is great for normal people. Like, it's a game I would have no problem recommending to someone who buys, you know, two games a year. Um, yeah, exactly. The The open-worldiness is... You, you already know it because you've played some Assassin's Creed or some game that does this, including with the towers <laughs> and all of this. And it might Stop. seem a little bit cringy for people who, who review video games uh, all the time. But for normal people, I think that's a plus. And I think it's an intentional um, design of the game to, to get people, uh, uh, for, for people to be, to, to have a, an easy time getting into it. Yeah, for once, I didn't hate towers that yeah. much. Like, I was fine with them in this game because they incentivized you going around to the, like each borough or each, uh, you know, district of uh, Manhattan. And like, just, uh, like, it made you want to go to each part where like normally in spider-man games if there's no collectibles over in like this corner you're not going to go over there like right, you don't really yeah. need to unless you're going to stop like a crime or something but every single like area has a bunch of stuff jam-packed in it and it and they're all fun even getting the 15 yeah. billion backpacks it's just you know it's fun oh, you, you swing I around love that. And, yeah and and i think another aspect of it is that everything is rewarding like even the backpacks you collect them, sure, but it's a narrative device to tell you about the world, how the world has been and how Spider-Man has been until this point in his in his life. And every time you get a little bit, a little nugget, either, you know, a wink about something that the fans will know or something that tells you, oh, he already knows all, uh, a ton of, he's already beaten a ton of bad guys and he has a history with all of them. And so... It's not just backpacks for the sake of collectioning, or, or maybe it is, but they've uh, used that very cleverly. Yeah, uh, they, are, it's it's a narrative engine, basically. Yeah. 
Are you from New York? I, I didn't ask. Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm from Florida, but okay, uh, I've been right. in New York once. Okay, so <laughs> well, I've been in New York trip. once, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I guess it doesn't speak to us uh, the same way it would a New Yorker. But I think there's even though it's not New York one to one, I think there are some like even to me because it's popular culture and in everyone's mind, some yeah. parts of real New York like the Avengers Tower, for example, um, yeah. <laughs> really felt like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. I think we're going to go to the spoiler section, which I'm going to cut and put at the end of the episode. So uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers, don't worry. We'll uh, dive into the Nintendo Direct right now. All right. We just finished recording the spoiler section, which, as I said, is going to be at the end of the episode. So now we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct. A bunch of stuff announced slash uh, discussed in the Nintendo Direct. A bunch of games and the other big thing is the details on the Switch Online service. So first, let's go through the games. Uh, Animal Crossing announced for 2019. Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is coming out January 11th. Yoshi's Crafted World is coming up in the spring. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming to the Switch. Uh, And those are the Nintendo games. What do you think about those? I have thoughts as well. I, um, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I'm not (laughs) the biggest, I'm not the biggest Animal Crossing fan. I loved Animal Crossing on GameCube when I was a kid. I played GameCube Animal Crossing for uh, like summers and summers on end. But after that, like in my adult life, I can't get into Animal Crossing. I think like I my my proclivities have changed too much. Like I can't play it anymore. I played tried playing the the uh, the DS the 3DS one. I couldn't get into it. All my friends were playing it too, and they're like, "Hey, you know, come check out my town." I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. I, <laughs> I, I don't have the time to pull weeds every day. I got stuff to do. I don't you know I don't want to pay off my like at that point I was starting to pay my own rent. I don't want to pay fake rent to a raccoon. <laughs> So like I just never I can't get back in Animal Crossing, but I I will try again because I anything on Switch like things I wasn't a huge fan of I'll play them on Switch. Like I don't know why, but like the Switch makes you want to play things that you normally wouldn't. It's play. weird, yeah. Uh, well, listen, okay, you know I have a wife and a baby, um, but somehow I, I really feel there's some kind of connection between us. And if you want to have a, a thing on the side, I wouldn't say no because I also don't like Animal Crossing. I don't understand. <laughs> like, we agree on, on Marvel movies, Spider-Man movies, Star Wars movies, and on this too, there's no one who doesn't like that's Animal strange. Crossing. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, and so I think everyone's happy about Animal Crossing coming out, but like, uh, yeah, I don't... It's part of those games, kind of like Pokemon, and this is where we might, <laughs> uh, uh, um, you know, Ooh, part. <laughs> but Pokemon, I was already too old when it came out, and it was like this kid's thing, and I don't really... That I've makes never sense. got into it. That, that makes so, perfect sense. But yeah, Animal Crossing is kind of in that same category of games that I don't get into and I just don't get it. And everyone's like, oh, Tom Nook is saying that you should be a good citizen in his town. And I'm like, oh, I don't. <laughs> what I do care about, however, is uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. First of all, because I didn't play it on the on the Wii U. Um, I, I don't know. I played it on the 3DS and whatever. So... I'll be getting it and playing it, of course, because I always want to play a uh, Super Mario Brothers. But 
also because it means we're getting closer and closer to them announcing uh, Super Mario 3D World for the Switch, which I will happily replay from beginning to end because that was an awesome underrated game. Yeah, that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. Oh, you too? I, I really want that. Yeah, I want to play that. Yeah. It was so did you did you play, play it on the Wii U or I played I played it my my friend Dan. He had he had every game on the Wii U, but I didn't know anybody <laughs> oh, else on the Wii U. So right. yeah, I would just play whatever he had, and that was the one that I liked the most. So yeah. I'm like, I want to play that on my own. Same thing with <laughs> uh, like when uh Donkey Kong uh Tropical Freeze came out. I haven't gotten to play it on Switch yet, but I was was just waiting for them to put it on Switch so I could play it myself. Yeah, it's it I mean that one is really great, but yeah, it's not the one coming out now. Hopefully next year it will be. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World is coming in uh, 2019, as I said. And Luigi mentioned, Luigi's mentioned, I think it's going to be an opportunity for me to maybe try one finally, because I never did. So. Never, never played one? No. I, for, I forgot the second one came out. Like, I <laughs> legitimately completely forgot about it. I played the first one a lot when I was a kid, but... For some reason, when I was a kid, when uh, if a game was like a little too like dark, I couldn't finish it. Like I was that game spooked scared. me. I was too I was too <laughs> scared of that game. And I was too I was old enough to not be afraid of that game at that point. But for some reason, it got under my skin, probably because like when you play a Mario game, you have a certain expectation. And I did not expect to be even <laughs> slightly uncomfortable by that game. <laughs> That's Luigi for you. He will make you feel things. Um, the second one came out on 3DS, by the way, in 2013. So that's it. Uh, that's why. Um, so yeah, some uh, you know good good lineup, but it's nothing. They didn't talk about the the really big hitters. Although there, you know, one more thing at the end was Animal Crossing, and apparently everyone except I guess the two of us and a couple of other um, <laughs> recluse uh, don't really like it. If you're part of our club of people who don't really like Animal Crossing, just. Let us know, because we'd like to have... We want to know. Yeah. Yeah, we, we feel like we're just the people who don't like fun. <laughs> Basically, that's how I feel when I talk about Pokemon. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy, there's a collection that's coming out on the Switch of remakes, uh, 7, 9, 10, and a bunch of others. Um, 8 <laughs> didn't make the cut, but nope. um, <laughs> unsurprisingly. But uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm... I'm really excited about this because oh, really? I have not had a chance to beat nine yet. I had a year uh, when I first started college where I was trying to beat every single Final Fantasy game. I played I played them out of order because I was like, okay, some of these are not that great. Some of these are really good. I'm going to play a good one and then a not so great one and then a good one. And I tried to go like that. I played uh, 10 first because I never beat 10. 10 was the first one I played and I never beat it. And I beat it. I'm like, oh, that was great. I love this game. I was having such a great time. <laughs> And then I went to two and two is horrible. <laughs> two <laughs> is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. I hate that game. And then I kept, I, I played through the whole thing. I kept trucking. I played, uh, I think I played one. I played a bunch of them, I, but I got up to 12 and then I got burnt out. And I quit, but yeah. um, I never got to play nine. And I was saving nine for like one of the last ones because I really wanted to play nine. I, I've owned all of them for years and I just haven't played all of them. And I really wanted to play nine. So it's going to be on Switch. I will totally play that again. And seven, which is my personal favorite. Yeah, I mean, yeah, seven is everyone's personal favorite, I feel. Unless, you know, you're old school and you like three, which is actually six in Japan, the Super Nintendo one. I haven't gotten a beat six. I wish that one was on, on well, the Switch. I'd play that too. I mean, it's one of those things where it was so awesome at the time and nowadays, yeah, not so. I mean, things have yeah. changed. Um, yeah. 
but nine i i mean unless you play it on stream i suspect you won't finish it or maybe you will i don't know <laughs> i don't think i will either <laughs> yeah uh diablo 3 is coming out and i'm only mentioning this because as you know very big uh blizzard fan used to work there um but oh really i didn't know that i know you yeah. used to work there That's oh awesome. well i i worked in uh in the european office for five years so That's that's yeah. crazy. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I quit to to do this to do this job to podcast. This is how insane the I dream. am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so disclaimer: I I still do it now. Uh, I used to work at Blizzard, but Diablo three is coming out on November second. Uh, you know what is also happening on November second? BlizzCon. You know what is possibly going to be ha announced? No, it's not even possibly. We're certain it's going to be announced now. The new Diablo project. And this is just another hint oh, that yes. it's going to happen. So there you go. Is it going to be Diablo 4? Is it going to be another name? Another? I, I, we, we'll see. But uh, world, world of Diablo. <laughs> I think they I, uh, already have a world of something that's doing pretty well, so... <laughs> oh, really? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it sold pretty... <laughs> the, the last expansion uh, did well. I, I, that's what I hear. I, uh, I'm actually pretty excited for Diablo 3 on Switch because I, I, I really like Diablo. I've played, I played Diablo 2 back when I was younger, and I couldn't play Diablo 3 that much because none of my friends would play it with me. I was mm. so upset. I bought it for one of my friends. I'm like, I will buy you this game if you play it for <laughs> play it with me. That's and dedication. He, he played it for one day. He's like, I don't like this. It's boring. I'm like, oh, great. I guess I'll just play it by myself. <laughs> so, but now it's going to be on Switch. And those same friends are like, oh, Diablo, I'll play it. And I'm like, oh, of course you will because it's on Switch. Fine. You can, you can dress up as Ganondorf and now you'll play it. So <laughs> well, I'm going to play that. That's, you know, I think it's a, it's an awesome, like, if you still are in a, uh, I don't know, in geographical location or time in your life where you have friends who come over, this is, or you go hang out places, the Switch is perfect for this. Um, yeah. As I mentioned a few times, I'm not going to play it because I've played it so much on, I'm done. And there are other yeah. things to, to play. Um and there's a Diablo skin in Overwatch, which also coincides with BlizzCon, which means, yeah, Diablo project. Um, the other big thing so about... Yeah, me too. I'm, I devoured Diablo 3. Uh, the other big thing in the Direct is uh, the, the, the online service, which has some controversial things, but I think everyone's going to get anyway because it's uh, <laughs> relatively cheap and everyone loves the Switch. But basically, a reminder, it's uh, four bucks a month or 20 bucks a year uh, launching in, well, actually tomorrow, September 18, um, oh. there's a f uh, seven-day trial. But uh, the, the few things to note about it. Uh, first of all, not all games will require it in order to play online. Fortnite is one that you don't need the, uh, the, the service in order to play online. I wonder how the deal is going there between Epic and Nintendo. Like, is Epic yeah. paying Nintendo to get Fortnite out of that... Uh, they requirement? have to be. I guess, yeah. yeah. I guess they be. would be. They have yeah. to be like, hey, listen, we want our game to be as free to play as possible. So mm. make sure it's you, they don't have to pay that extra money. But does on PlayStation 4 and like Xbox, you have to pay for those subscriptions and you can you still have to play, you know, Fortnite. You have to pay to play Fortnite on there, right? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I think there are some games sure that can have the same deal. Uh, if I were professional, I'd have prepared for that question. Um <laughs> Fortnite, let me try to Google it. Fort 
Night. This is great podcasting. Uh, PS4, <laughs> PSN, pay money to play. I don't know. Um, actually, a question would be better. Does Fortnite PS4 require PS Plus? You do. You do need Live Gold uh, to pay, but you do not need PS Plus. So on Xbox, you do. Oh. On uh, on PlayStation, you don't. That's interesting. Interesting. That's I didn't. I didn't know that. Mm, me neither. Um, I guess the thing is. People don't really think about it on, on PlayStation or Xbox because if that's your main console, you're probably going to be <laughs> paying for it. PS Plus anyway. Uh, yeah. But on Nintendo, the question uh, exists because you already have the... Many people already have the other thing, so I don't know. Um, cloud saves are going to be included in the service, but some games are not going to be uh, uh, cloud save enabled for the weirdest reason I've ever heard. Like, Nintendo says it's to avoid cheating because if you <laughs> delete your save when you've died and re-download it you like even if that was the case first of all every other uh console manufacturer seems to be doing great without that um yeah and and if that was the case just restrict the number of downloads to like one or twice per week and that's problem solved i would think um uh- I mean, at the same time, like, if I want to restart my single-player game and go back, what's wrong with that? If it's not like Dark Souls or something, if I just want to go back in Mario, what's wrong with that? Why is well, that an so issue? Well, the games, there are some games, it's specific games that are not going to be uh, cloud-saved enabled, like uh, Pokemon, Splatoon, and Dark Souls um, for some reason. But Splatoon, maybe if they save locally the thing, your ranking, first of all, that's a bad idea. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know. So, but even Dead Cells, for example, is not going to enable it. And I play a lot of Dead Cells. I would hate for my save to, you know, be lost. So, yeah, exactly. Mm. I I haven't gotten to play that yet. I really do want to play Dead Cells. Oh, it is so good. It is so good. Yeah, oh, my- by the way, uh, I repeat this at the end of the show. Uh, the previous episode, episode 91, um, is a very long interview with Dead Cells devs. And I never do interviews, but this in this case, I thought it would be uh, pretty cool. They're French. And they didn't, I, to my knowledge, they didn't really have a lot of interviews in English. So if you enjoy Dead Cells, just go check that episode out. It's uh, Pixels episode 91. And I'll say it again at the end. Uh, you also have 20 NES games included. Uh, I never cared for NES games. I mean, it's the kind of thing you play for yeah. two minutes and then forget. There's a couple. Like, I can play Mega Man 2. I can mm. play uh, Final... F- uh, no, I can play Mega Man 2. That's <laughs> Mega Man 2, and it's not included. So, well, there's Super Mario Brothers and, and 3 and Legend of Zelda, but it's more like... Once they get Super Nintendo games in there, I'll be interested. At this point... Yeah, then it's over. Yeah. Uh, then it's then I'm in there. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, they have, what, 20 million uh, units? They If they have a third of the people subscribe to this for 20 bucks a year, that's, what, 6 million times 20? That's a lot of money. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's still going to be money they get they wouldn't have gotten otherwise, and I guess that's what they expect. And... When, you know, I mentioned it before, you get a game that requires it, you're going to set it up and never unsubscribe ever in your life. You're maybe not going to do it now, but yeah, exactly. 
It's it's like you can just seriously just forget about it. Like sometimes, like uh, back when I I wasn't a, a, you know making videos on the internet, making you need a famous money. YouTuber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, when um when uh when I was like you know working a job and a half, I I when PlayStation hit, I was like ooh, I forgot about that, and I I was like maybe I shouldn't subscribe to PlayStation Plus for like a, a little while. But no, this is it's twenty dollars for a year. I, yeah. I've lost twenty dollars at multiple <laughs> and not points. Not cared in my about life. it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna care. I'm gonna keep this on until I die, basically. Yeah, that's you know, I've been walking in the street and twenty bucks fell out of my pocket. I never, I didn't yeah. even stop to pick it up. That's how cheap it is. <laughs> uh, all right, so there you go. This is a Nintendo uh, uh, online service. I really think it's they give you enough that they could not give you anything and you would still kind of subscribe, but they do to to kind of justify it and to make you not riot about it while you're subscribing. <laughs> so um, whatever, twenty bucks. It it's fair that it doesn't do everything everyone else, uh, every other uh, ser- similar service does. It does more than I expected. So sure, I'm okay with it. I guess the 20 NES games, once they start putting, as I said, Super NES, I'll <laughs> subscribe happily. Now I'll just yeah. subscribe. I'll be like, oh, I guess I'll, I can play Balloon Fight. For- <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, more news. Uh, Shadow the Tomb Raider is out. Not a lot to say about this. It's supposedly a good Tomb Raider, not super inventive. Um a little bit samey, but if you like Tomb Raider, you're probably going to like it. I fear it's going to suffer from the competition, as I think every oh, yeah. Tomb Raider game did. But um... <laughs> Yeah, every Tomb Raider game comes out at the worst time with like <laughs> like s- games that everybody's been waiting for, for for months or a year. And then Tomb Raider is also out. And you're like, why would I play Tomb Raider when Spider-Man is here? I've heard it's really good. Like I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people were like, it's actually pretty good. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm probably not going to play it, but I'm glad it's good for the people who are going to play it. Exactly. That's pretty much my, uh, my, like I almost bought it at some point because it was already uh, kind of on sale somewhere. And I thought, I'm, I'm not going to play this. Like I have (laughs) so many games. Like if I want to play it, it will be in like four months. And even then there are other games that are coming out. Um, So it will be in four months and it will be a third of the price. So I haven't even I haven't even played Uncharted 4 yet, and I'm not going to play Tomb Raider before that. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, the other big thing is the uh, Black Ops 4 Battle Royale mode, the Black o- uh, Blackout mode, which is available in beta. Um, it's been all weekend, I think, um, and I got a chance to try it. Did you? I didn't get to try it. I've, I watched okay. a little bit of it though. From everything I've heard, uh, and actually what I felt, it feels like a um, polished, arcadey PUBG. That's that's what I'm excited for. I'm really upset I didn't get to try it because, like, you know when you watch uh, the PUBG trailers and, like, there's boats, like, jumping over trains and, like, just, like, <laughs> all this crazy stuff, but then you play PUBG and none of that happens. Yeah. That's not how the game is. You're going to be walking around for an hour and then you're going to get shot by a guy who's been sitting in the same spot. <laughs> that's, that's how the experience is. But, um, I watched the trailer for, for the, for blackout. I'm like, okay, for some reason, I believe the insanity in this one. Like, I believe that like, it's going to be a lot more, you know, action packed and, and exciting. And I'm, I'm like one of the only people who I'm fine. If every game has a battle Royale mode, it doesn't hurt me. 
they're usually just extra you know it's like basically what horde mode used to be back during like xbox 360 and stuff like that every game had horde mode this game like every game having battle royale that's fine it doesn't hurt anybody by being there and sometimes it'll be fun so i'm perfectly okay with it yeah, I agree. The, the The comparison I usually uh, do is comparing to any other genre or fighting games. You know, Street Fighter came out or Street Fighter 2 came out and everyone had their, their fighting game uh, yep. uh, somehow. And some of them were really interesting and had good stuff and uh, different approaches. And this is exactly the same thing. And what you're saying is, I think it, you're, you're spot on. It feels like... Uh, like PUBG does in its trailers. And it kind of does feel like that. It's much more action concentrated, very arcadey. You get right into it. Um, the few times I played uh, PUBG, it was what you described, just walk around aimlessly <laughs> for 30 minutes. And, uh, and obviously the strength of uh, Fortnite is that it's much more action-y from the get-go, but then you have yeah. a little bit of the goofy mechanics and a lot of stuff that is not necessarily everyone's cup of tea. And um, I remember when I did a uh, another special, I don't do a lot of specials, but just happens to have been uh, uh, another one relevant here, uh, with a class of third graders, I think, or fifth graders. What is 13? It's fifth grade? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that so. sounds right. Something like yeah. that. And, uh, and they told me, uh, of course, they were all playing Fortnite, but they were like, you know what? We're waiting to see what happens with uh, Call of Duty because that might steal Fortnite's uh, uh, fire. I don't think it's going to happen because Fortnite yeah. is, I mean, Epic is handling Fortnite. I say that every episode, but I think it's, it's warranted. They are handling it so well. The, the new oh, yeah. high stakes mode is incredible. They're so creative with their game. Um, they keep adding stuff. I I play it. I, I'll play Fortnite maybe once every two months, and then when I go in, I'm like, "This is a whole new game." Like yeah. I I didn't even know about the Thanos event. I walk in, there's Thanos is flying around. I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like I was just playing this like two months ago, and now Thanos is killing everybody. I'm so confused. And like I just I that as someone like I would normally not even want to turn it on again. Like when I'm done with the game, I'm done with the game. I'll play something else. There's so many games out nowadays, and I can afford to buy whatever I want. I'm not a kid like who, you know, you have one game and that's what you play. Um, but I, if I'm going to go back to a game, I really appreciate when it has like so much support from the developers. Yeah, completely agree. And, uh, and in this case, well, okay. Anyway, high stakes mode is super clever. There's basically a, a five, uh, four treasures or treasure, uh, uh, not locks, but safes on the map and you have to get them and people are anyway, super clever and and the battle royale setting is so conducive to these kinds of iterations super clever anyway i think possibly uh um black ops might take some people away from pubg not the yeah. hardcore players who like the super realistic like we're camping in a bush for 30 minutes with a sniper rifle waiting for people to come <laughs> <laughs> across our crosshairs but the people who just want a realistic-ish uh, uh, game that is more immediately accessible, blackout mode might be it. But um, yeah, we'll I see. mean, for the first time, I'll probably pick up Call of Duty again. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it's what reaches that level for me, but maybe who knows? I um, my friends, my friends won't play Diablo with me, but they'll play Call of Duty with me. So <laughs> I'll take what I can get. 
Listen, man, I, I think you might need to uh, revisit your choice of friends. I'm just <laughs> putting it out there. <laughs> um, all right, so Battlefield 5 has also uh, unveiled their Battle Royale mode, Firestorm. Uh, Firestorm is how it's called. And there are, you know, objectives. And But it feels like Battlefield is... <sighs> They're playing catch-up, kind of. Yeah, well, they're just out of luck. Every, they're being outplayed by Call of Duty every year. And I understand it's not the same. It's not even the same demographic they're after. It's like yeah. the, the people who like Battlefield. But smartly, though, the, the EA has pushed the release to November. Um, I think they, were, they didn't want to repeat the mistake of... Um, um, yeah. Uh, Yeah, what was that game that came out two years ago? The mech game. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, <laughs> that one, I anyway. I forgot the name, too. Yeah, the one with the, with the mech. I know what you yeah. mean. They yeah, that mean. one, <laughs> which didn't sell because it was stuck between Call of Duty and another one. Anyway, November, it's going to have a Battle Royale. I think it's going to um, arrive after the battle for this. Mm, I didn't find the pun. There is one in there with Battle, and it, I didn't find it. So, yeah, Battlefield is coming out as well. And, by the way, PUBG has dipped below its uh, daily um, uh, concurrency of 1 million for Ooh. the first time in a year. I mean, they're still making tons of money. I'm not going to cry for them, but... Yeah, yeah. Tokyo Game I forget, Show... I forgot the game exists, honestly. What? Sorry. Which one? The, PUBG? Uh, PUBG, yeah. Until like this conversation, I'm like, PUBG's <laughs> completely out of mind. It, you know, the thing is, Fortnite is making so much noise, it kind of it, yeah. it eclipsed it, but it's still, PUBG is still pretty big. Uh, they're yeah. making lots of money, and they have the mobile version, which is huge, obviously. So, yeah, I think they're, they're doing okay. Um, but, I mean, if anything is on the, on, the, on the slope, on the downward slope, it's PUBG. It's not Fortnite, so... There's, that's always a concern. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Game Show, they, there was a Sony conference like 10 days before the show started, which is a bit weird. Um, and the co conference itself, oh my God, it was so weird. They, it was like live translated with the Japanese way, which is the least emphasis you can put in your speech. You do oh, that, geez. it feels so... And they had this weird space uh characters that were the the buttons from the controller that would say stuff What? in space to explore <laughs> and it was in japanese I have and to they watch this. oh you i think you're gonna get like you could do a video uh, 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 from this alone it is how weird it is <laughs> it is super weird like the sony conference anyway I, i always comment on these things because i think presentation is important obviously is. that conference is tiny it doesn't really matter on the grand scheme of things but it's it's really like Japanese people are weird and a bit strange. I know a few things about that. I, I lived there. I speak Japanese, all of that, but they're oh. weird. And this is a good example of that. But anyway, a <laughs> uh, couple of things to note from that. Uh, there is a new game from the Yakuza team. Uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi came out on stage to present it. And it's set in Kamurocho in the setting of the Yakuza games, but it's a lawyer game. Uh, and it's launching just in a few months in Japan. It's coming to the West next year. Um, there's a demo on the Japanese store if you're, if you're interested. It's called uh, Judge Eyes. And uh, so that's a big deal because it's the Yakuza team. Obviously, Yakuza is not as big in, in the West, so it's not as important. But if it, you're it into it... It has been growing. It has been growing very recently. Much so, yeah. 
and I I've uh on PlayStation Plus on PS3, I think I've gotten like three of the games for free and just never played them. But I really <laughs> wanted to play uh was it Yakuza Zero? I wanted to play that really bad. Is this game in the Yakuza universe? This I new think one? so. Yes, I think it's actually in uh the 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 neighborhood of Kamurocho, which is uh a, a riff on Kabukicho, which is an actual place in Tokyo. Um which I went through every day when I went to work, by the way. Um, oh. and, and yeah, so it is in that universe, is my understanding. I, uh, I might check that out. The only thing about Yakuza like this, it's so... I don't want to play the first one, you know? Yeah. I want to I wanna jump in on the, on the cool ones. And I know Zero is, is good for that, but I'm okay with playing a new, like a new story in that universe. I'll try that out. It's, yeah, I've, I've tried the demo. It's interesting. It's definitely Japanese, and it's definitely double a masquerading as triple a so there are some things that you feel but you know it's it's fine it's that's not why you why you come to the game um and the japan the japanness of it sort of carries it for western audiences as well and it's super well acted super well there are some parts of it that are top notch and some parts that are not you know uh third to top notch which (laughs) make them stand out so much but uh yeah uh, and the other thing is a new Samurai Showdown game, which is coming out in 2019 using the Unreal Engine, so 3 3D. Um, yeah, Samurai Showdown. It's it, it looked that looked crazy. I will play that. That looked so so fun. It's so weird that we're getting so many fighting games coming back. I um, am fine with it. It's, oh, me too. I I love fighting games, and I I haven't played a lot of the fighting games that a lot of people swear by like samurai showdown and stuff i i play street fighter and tekken and the the mainstays but i haven't gotten to play like some of the deep cuts so when a game like this gets you know announced that's coming back i'm like i will finally get to play it so i'm cool and it lit it looks crazy i i I really i like the idea of like a a 2d fighter with you know weapon-based 2d fighter I, I I'm excited for it. I really like it too, and I'm very curious to see how SNK is going to bring it into modern times. Um, the yeah. game is was very specific; like one hit would chop off a third of your health bar um, yeah. if you were doing it well. And there's a real opportunity to do something interesting with weapons and and the way you handle combat given like it could be just another fighting game it's probably that what it's going to be and you're going to have the combos (laughs) and because it's really hard to do uh fatal sword fighting like what's the fun if you kill someone in one hit essentially um because if you do like like, the uh, it's like a nidhog you know like one hit you're done like exactly i'm okay with like a like a tactical like one hit will basically kill you you have to be real careful i'm cool with that could be but then the games might not be as fun or maybe you do that and you have like four rounds instead of two or something like that and there are things that could be done with samurai samurai showdown um and that would be carried by the the emotional attachment people have for that game which again is like i feel samurai showdown has more of a mystique around it than something like even fatal fury or uh, art of fighting which are the other big uh, fighting game franchises from snk from that time so there's an opportunity for sure so we'll see yeah a uh, bunch of, of uh, additional tidbits we were talking about the switch uh, assassin's creed odyssey is coming out on switch 
you heard me right. It is coming out. The, <laughs> this latest AAA game is coming out on Switch. Via really streaming. Via streaming. Um, so <laughs> this is an, uh, uh, the second game, to my knowledge, to do this on Switch. First one was a Capcom. I think it was Resident Evil one of the Resident Evils. Um, a, a few months ago, we talked about it on uh, on this show. But essentially, um, Ubisoft is getting into that game as well, which is streaming. You download an app and it's very light and you actually stream the game if you are connected to the internet. And it's a single player game. If you have a good enough internet connection, which in Japan, most people do, it's probably going to be very playable. A little bit of lag, but not too bad. So... This also uh, fits with the uh, what um, um, the Ubisoft president Yves Guillemot was saying a few months ago, which was Ubisoft. Uh, the uh, streaming is the future of games, and of course, we heard about Project Scarlet on the Xbox, uh, on the Microsoft side, the next Xbox, which would incorporate streaming um, significantly. And I think this is Ubisoft getting ready for this and probably testing it out in Japan with the Switch because they might want at some point to launch their own service like apparently everyone is nowadays. Yeah. So, it's interesting. That's, a, that's surprising. I uh, Sometimes the Switch, like, like that's a good way to do it because, like, I was playing Enter the Gungeon on the Switch and it was lagging really bad. And that's Enter... It's like a, 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 a pixel art game and it was lagging. And uh, I know they had to downgrade Diablo a little bit to make it run smoothly. So I, I'm excited to see, like, a AAA title on there that so it's only going to be in japan by the way i don't know if i yeah, mentioned yeah. this yeah um but still that's like that's an interesting step yeah and it might be a first step uh imagine that in the future <laughs> in the world of the future uh you could have triple <laughs> a games come out on the switch as well and on really any platform on your freaking tv if it's yeah. uh, enabled so this is this is a really interesting step, and it's one more step towards. And obviously, it's not going to work for every game, but for a game like this, single player, and uh, and and for AAA that couldn't be ported on the Switch, it fits. Uh, oh, and yep. by the way, uh, Assassin's Creed is skipping 2019, which I think is great. It's awesome. A good idea. Yeah. Very good idea. <laughs> oh, I think we mentioned it last time, but uh, yeah, it's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good. Uh, uh, rhythm to take and talking about yeah. streaming if you want to play bloodborne on pc playstation exclusive uh it's now integrated in ps now which is their streaming service um which is available on pc so you don't even need a playstation to play bloodborne now that that's could be interesting that's interesting yeah mm -hmm. yeah ps now <laughs> again you need the infrastructure but if you do if you do have it, it's uh, it's possible. Uh, Starlink, another Ubisoft game. Um, Starlink Battle for Atlas had a video presentation. You know, it's that game where you have a, 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 a flight vessel, a spaceship. There you go. Basically toys. <laughs> You're like building a little, like a little spaceship thing. Yeah, and, and you switch the weapons on the wings and stuff. Yeah. And it translates into the, the actual game. Um, yeah, what did you you said you had a couple of thoughts about that game? What what did you think? I I when it got announced at that one E three was it like two years ago? I think. I think yeah, I think so. And it uh, before the Star Fox stuff, I looked at it and I'm like, that looks kind of cute. I think that looks interesting. I'm okay. With, I like I like uh like space shooting games. Um, like a 
any like I'll be on Steam like looking at like all the uh, like not popular shooting games in like a spaceship. Like I'm, for some reason I can just immerse into that really easily. Um, and I'm like, this one looks kind of cute. And then they added Star Fox, which is my personal favorite franchise. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, now we're in. I, I think I like Metroid a little bit more, but as far as Nintendo franchises go, Star Fox is is my jam. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play this for sure. Really? Like that was just hmm. it just sold it for me. I just really like I like the they're like I like this Ubisoft Nintendo like grouping that they have, like this collaboration. Like it feels uh, so earnest. Gonna... It feels like they're yeah. really friends. These two gigantic billion dollar <laughs> companies are like buddies. Exactly. And it's it, they're coming out with some fun games. Like uh the Mario Rabbids game was actually pretty cool. And yeah. it's something that you wouldn't get from Nintendo without the the collaboration, you know? That's true, yeah. So you're actually going to go and buy the the little toys and and switch the wow oh yeah okay I'll do it I'll uh <laughs> it, the thing is it's like a like a the Disney Infinity thing like pe- some people were huge fans of that for a little while and then it kind of fizzled out and I'm expecting this maximum will last like a year or two yeah. of like people actually playing it before they they realize that printing toys is very expensive for a video game and like if nobody's buying them that's not really gonna work but. I'll I'll try it out for sure. Oh well, they'll they'll have at least one uh, client, so that's good for them. But you know, the game <laughs> looks kind of fun, um, and it feels like the the toys to life portion of it. The fact you need a toy feels almost like a hindrance to to the game somehow, uh, because the yeah. game itself didn't look so bad. So it's a, it looks a really weird fun. proposition. Yeah. Uh, Two Point Hospital is out, and it's, I don't know if it's because every other game made so much noise, but it feels like this one fizzled out a little bit. Um, maybe it's not super polished. Uh, I've heard some, like, good slash bad things about it. I don't know. It's, I've, it's... I've never heard of this game. What is oh, this? Oh, really? So uh, Two Point Hospital is a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital, which was a revered game back in, I want to say, the 90s. Um, was super, super loved. And I think that's what it was. We were talking about the games from the NES era a, a little bit earlier. And I think this is what it, the same phenomenon. People loved Themes Hospital and they thought they wanted a new one and the new one seemed fun. And then it came out and people played it for two minutes and then they was they were distracted by something else. Yeah. So... Yeah. I wanted to mention it because it felt like a big deal for people of a certain generation, but I don't know. It's maybe it's just not polished enough to uh, attract everyone's attention. But uh, Wolfenstein, it, yeah, it's not easy. Really, it's it's super. This is the most difficult thing uh, to do. And actually, we mentioned it in the uh, episode about Dead Cells, the 90, episode ninety-one. It's really hard to give people what they want. Because it's not what they think they want when you talk about those exactly. old games. So it's not yeah. an easy thing to do. Uh, Wolfenstein 3 has been confirmed in development, essentially. And that's, I'm excited. I love the the first two. I mean, the reboot. Um, I haven't gotten to play them yet. I, oh, you I, haven't? Uh, you ha- I watched I watched my friend play through one, like the first one. And I'm like, mm. that's cool. Because we were getting, we were, he was excited for the second one. And um, I really wanted to get into it. But again, I was there was so much stuff out that I was working on playing that I never, I didn't get a chance to play. That's, you know, the, the, the time we live in so many games. I mean, honestly, Wolfenstein two was an awesome, awesome game that would have made, would have been a f- even five years ago. It would have been 
game of the year for everyone. And yeah. there are some fun things that happen. The gameplay is good and for some people great, but it's not the main thing. The, the story is really fun. Um, anyway, I, I'm not going to say more, but if you have an opportunity, which you won't, because there are so many things coming out. I mean, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption is a month away. Um, oh my God, you just reminded me. <laughs> I was, just, I was just excited about playing, catching up on my backlog, and now Red Dead's coming out. Listen, get Dead Cells uh, and and play it for another, you know, for a few weeks until Red Dead comes That's out. That's on the top of the list. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be playing that because so many people are telling me to play Dead Cells, and I love the Metroid Castlevania games, so I'm probably going to get on that. It's, I mean, I've said many times on this show how much I love Dead Cells, so I'm not going to uh, go over it again, but it is a good game uh overwatch league is getting a paris team and obviously being Ooh. from paris i'm happy and i'm doing a little dance right now if you can <laughs> um so yeah overwatch league finally getting a paris team i'm gonna be cheering for a paris team whatever it is and at least it's a french uh company that got the license so i was afraid it was gonna be like some chinese company or something but it's a french <laughs> company that's that's a good thing um and finally um we've been talking about loot boxes and the belgian belgian decision to uh, uh make them illegal in belgium um for a few months now i've said many times what i felt about loot boxes so we're not going to go over that again um but ea is not removing loot boxes from fifa in belgium unlike i think uh who was it it was blizzard and another company i think it was valve can't remember um a couple of companies are are have complied with the ruling ea is saying they are not loot boxes (laughs) loot boxes i mean it's a big part of fifa ultimate team so i can understand why uh, the financial incentive is there i mean fifa ultimate team is a big part of fifa um so they're not removing loot boxes they're saying we now display the percentages so it's you know what you're getting it's not a surprise box which is a little bit of a disingenuous argument but the bottom yeah. is uh, the bottom line is um they have probably talked to their lawyers the, their lawyers are thinking we have a good chance of fighting this and i think this is going to go all the way to european courts it's going to be in yeah. in courts for years um and this is the real test of that uh, decision from belgium which i thought was a bit harsh to to label every loot box in every game doesn't matter yeah. if it's if if you can exchange the like for for games where you can exchange anyway th- let's not go back into it but yeah <laughs> uh loot boxes in belgium are creating that legal precedent and will it will be interesting to follow where it goes yeah that's that's a that's kind of a big a big step like having like a, a full-on legal battle over loot boxes and if the fact that they they're like you know what we're gonna put them in the game anyway it, they, yeah. what are they gonna do like that they must be pretty confident in their uh their stance there i think so i think it's the kind of thing you don't do if you don't have a chance of winning um yeah. i think you talk to your legal team for you know you make sure with them that you ha- at least have a reasonable argument to make and of course in belgium they're probably going to lose but then they're going to appeal i mean probably i don't know they might lose in belgium but even if they do they're going to appeal and, and that's why i think it's going to go to the eu because this is not something this is the fight for the industry um yeah uh, it's interesting that it's coming at a time where 
I don't think loot boxes are going away, but it's kind of being supplanted by season passes in many cases. So it's not yeah. as much of a big of a hot button issue as it was a few months ago. But this is how it goes, and it's going to be tested in the courts. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. They wouldn't get into it if they didn't think we have a chance. So. Yeah. And that is it for this episode of Pixels. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, it was great fun to talk about Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Wish we had more time to do it, but alas, the uh, time is not infinite in the world. Uh, can you? <laughs> but you know what? People might want more of uh, Marcus, and where would they go if they do? Um, well, my YouTube channel is the Cosmonaut Variety Hour, where I post uh bad opinions about movies that you probably like and that, don't they are the good <laughs> they are the right opinions the ones that's you right fall. yeah we're right everybody else is wrong but um uh that's where i post all my content and uh, if you want to engage with me i'm uh, on twitter at cinnamon ghoul so that's a uh, cinnamon g-h-o-u-l excellent i will include the twitter account in the show notes so you can find it easily for me, it's not Patrick on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you can find it. Uh, you also have Frenchspin.com for this show if you want to comment on it. Uh, and as I mentioned uh, a couple of times already, go check out episode 91 if you enjoyed Dead Cells. It was super interesting chat with the developers about the way they approached the game, how to make it compelling, how to make uh, what was important, the challenges they faced, as well as the way they run their company. Because some people might have heard of this. It's a very weird uh, a company where the structure is they're all co-CEOs. They're all, they joke about the co-CEO thing, but essentially they all have a portion of the company and they all get paid the same. And That's it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. And it's we get into it towards the end of the show. And I really think it could be interesting for, for people to listen to. So uh, go check it out. It's Pixels episode 91, the one right before this one. And uh, I think you might enjoy it. Um, and I think that's it. Thank you for right. listening to this episode. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with a new one. Bye. All right. Spoiler section. Um if you last chance if you don't want to know about the story in spider-man um turn away now this is your last opportunity what did you think so the story kind of has two uh, uh parts it it feels like uh what, what did you think of the story overall i the story was i didn't want to beat the campaign as quickly as i did but mm. at about like halfway through, I was like, I really, I really want to know what's going on. I really want to know what's happening. Like, I couldn't tell. Like, I could kind of see that they were teasing out Doc Ock and they were teasing out um, stuff about Norman and things like that. I'm like, I want to see who who's running the show because, right. like, uh, Otto Octavius is kind of like, you know, he's kind of bumbling and he's kind of like awkward and he he doesn't he doesn't really come across as the villain until later in the game. So and then Norman has like these he he's basically the main antagonist in the in the game because everybody hates him. Even the villains like they they're trying to stop Norman and Peter doesn't particularly agree with him either. So and throughout oh, so like, you thought the, Norman was going to be the the big bad. I think I really like was I wanted it in my heart. I I knew it was going to be Otto, but like I saw I was like looking for things like in that one level where um MJ is going around in Norman's apartment. 
and there's like little details and there's like um there's like masks like goblin masks on his like mantelpiece and i'm like mm. okay i see you and there's like stuff about the the <laughs> drone like the glider i'm like okay what what's gonna happen here i thought in the, in my best dream it would have been both because I, I i thought like harry i knew harry was somewhere not europe related before the yeah. reveal happened like i could kind of tell something was was off about that but um i i do like the way it worked out though like i really do like otto in this game he he was very uh i, I was really feeling his character i think this is so first let me say this i hate 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 that they did this last trailer where they showed the the me, essentially the sinister too. six that whole level would have been so cool if you didn't know anything about it. It would have been so amazing because the game has essentially ended. You can feel that there's stuff happening, but you're like, okay, the main antagonist is behind bars. And yeah, yeah sure, Doc Ock might show up, but where are they going? And all of a sudden, there's this explosion of bad guys. It's like they held nothing back. Like they have everything. It goes in crazy. And imagine if you hadn't had that trailer where you would see, like, it's all revealed. I was, yeah. like, especially as someone who doesn't watch trailers for movies or anything, I felt hurt and betrayed. By yeah, I was really mad. After yeah. the fact, when I was playing that level, I'm like, I, because, like, when you, when they, you go to send, like, you stop Martin Lee, you send him to the raft, and when they're like, okay, Martin Lee's going to jail, in my head, I'm like, oh, so now we're going to have the the e3 trailer exactly. like i already knew it was coming and i'm like i wish i didn't know that because i didn't know it was going to come like at the end of the game like i was trying to forget about it and then it happens and you're like i saw all of this already yeah. every single thing beat for beat except for the very end like he doesn't look up and say oh it's you like it, instead they kind of like beat they have like a cut of just like his like the tentacle comes down you're like oh okay i get like it surprises you there but like i still wanted that whole sequence you know not revealed and spoiled yeah, if you didn't know that there was going to be this this whole other part of the game, um, it would have been... Uh, okay, anyway, so spoiler in the spoiler section, but yeah, it was <laughs> it was a bit sad. Uh, but Doc Ock, Otto Octavius, and is... I thought he was great. Like, the character looked... And that's true for all of them. They don't really look like I would expect them to look somehow. I have, you know, images in my head, but... Yeah. They all inhabit the character so well, Odo in particular, and Osborne, I think. They have a distinctive look and face and, and way to move and act and speak. And I love this version of uh, Odo Octavius. He is believable. You care for him. You, you feel... Uh, uh, sad at the end when you finally beat him and he's in the in the uh, in the raft and you like when Peter has to decide whether or not he's going to help him it feels gut wrenching. Um, yeah, it's... it was really sad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay, not as sad as the actual emotional gut punch of the of the game, which yeah, wow, not expecting that I did not expect, and it builds the character so much. Uh, yeah. like literally letting May die is, ah, and of course he that's, has no choice. That's very, that's very Spider-Man. It reminded me of, um, the ending of Arkham City where like Batman, like, you know, it all culminates to you versus Joker and, you know, will, will you save him or not? And then it tells you a lot about Batman's character. Like he's like, I would have saved you Joker. Like that is like one choice, like defines the character. 
And then this reminded me of that a lot. We're like this one choice. Peter, like he will put others before himself because of their great power, great responsibility stuff. And yeah. like that was perfect. It was so and it just it hits you in the gut twice. You already have that sad like Peter's crying over Otto because, you know, he's his hero and stuff. And then he would go straight to Aunt May. And it's just you don't get a break. He doesn't get, like Peter just can't have a good time. <laughs> and that also is very Peter Parker and Spider-Man, like the way you think oh, well, he's a superhero. Why doesn't he have a decent, you know, uh, uh, apartment? And why isn't he a little bit, why can't he pay his rent? And all yeah. of this, like, the, the first couple of days that you spend in the city, you're spending all your time saving people. That takes time. He doesn't have yeah. <laughs> the, the luxury of having a job that brings in money. It's not like the people he saves from criminals give him money to, to thank yeah, him. Yeah, no sponsorships. Yeah. Um, maybe he should get some kind of, you know, PlayStation logo on his costume somewhere. <laughs> I, um, But, I, did, I did really like when... Uh, you go through the, the, like the first few levels up until uh, Miles' dad the event like in that part oh Up that's awesome that as well point, by the way yeah i really did like how that was done and but before that there's like you play through every single moment in peter's day-to-day -day life like he i was really surprised when you go and like it changes from day to night like there's no day night cycle in this game for those who don't know like you you play until the story tells you it's nighttime now and He, he accounts for that. Like when he goes to bed after two days, he's like, I haven't slept since I took down Wilson Fisk. And you're like, wow, yeah, yeah. you haven't. And he, it, it's very realistic. Like you feel like you actually are living out like a week in his life until like uh, Miles's dad dies and it takes like a tiny jump to the to like a few days ahead. Other than that, like you experience 100% of his of what he's doing. Yeah, which is which again, it is great to put you in his costume. And it really is a way of experiencing Spider-Man, which I have never had before. You know, all the movies, all the comics, it is entirely different. And it really works, unlike maybe some other attempts in the past. Um, what did you think of the of the other characters you play, Mary Jane and, and Miles Morales? I I like Mary Jane and Miles as characters in the game. Like, I love their... I, I liked watching cutscenes with them. Like, I really liked interactions between MJ and Peter. Like when you can write Mary Jane and Peter interacting like really well, then I'm going to be fine with it. Like um, I, I, I recently reviewed the amazing Spider-Man movies and the relationship between Gwen and Peter is so kind of like textbook cute relationship from a Hollywood movie where it's just, they're kind of ad libbing. They're just talking about nothing important. And you don't feel like, like in the second movie, you don't feel like they have a relation. They, they've, you know, been dating for months or whatever. Mm. But in this game, like uh, Peter and MJ had, you know, they broke up, they, they dated and they, they had their thing. And now they're just trying to be, be friends. And you really feel like, like that is the case. You really feel the relationship like, and you watch it kind of like rebuild and it's very natural. Um, Miles, I, I like his inclusion in the game. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, you can see where it's going from a mile away. Like, why else would you put Miles in the game if he's not going to be Spider-Man eventually? <laughs> But um, I do like how he, you know, starts off as just like a normal, like regular, everyday kid. Like the, the Spider-Man myth of like just a regular person and then something happens to them and they are thrust into, you know, more responsibility than they were ready for. Like, I like, I like how that's presented. Um, I really liked his first level where you play through like 
like I, I love I loved in this game when you switched to another character and you saw Peter. Like when you when you switch to Miles and you're like seeing through his eyes after the explosion and you look at your right and then you see that Peter's just like unconscious. Like for, I love stuff like that. When yeah, like somehow it, that- it 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 fit it feels like it's rewarding you for playing the game somehow. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's yeah, really great. exactly. It, it's it was. I just I just love stuff like that. Um, and then you you know you go through and you do his his little thing. I didn't love all of his levels though. Like there's one where he's uh where he has to go get the um I don't remember. He he just has to like go and it's when they're teaching oh, you about the antibiotics his and you have the rhino running around and you have to escape I, the rhino. I did like I liked the rhino part. I don't like when yeah. he was like cutting through the line and like using his little iPhone mm. thing to pack the drone. I was like I I I don't want to do all this stuff. Like I would rather I don't I don't know. I feel like those those missions could have been incorporated a little better. The, the MJ ones were way more frequent than the Miles ones. Um her some of her missions like the Tombstone one where you just go through the that biker uh mechanic shop, the auto shop and then you just find out like a a, a cut a, an information dump that could have been told in like a cutscene. Like that was the kind of stuff where I'm like I don't really need to play as mary jane in this part like i don't i can just watch a cutscene and learn this one bit of information that isn't really that important and then we can move on like it felt like it was just halting the progress of like the the game like the pace of the game just to just to show you something that they thought was neat i agree um i think it's not the best part thankfully it's kind of it's short enough that you don't mind too much um, yeah. There are maybe five missions with Mary Jane and three with Miles, and they're not too long. And some of them are are okay. Like the first one w- with Miles, as you said, is is one of the emotional portions. Which, by the way, we didn't mention this, but the the game is super happy until the <laughs> the first explosion that kills Miles' dad. And at that point, I was like, "Oh my it's, god!" Like it got it super dark. Yeah, um, it's uh I was actually like you when he when his dad comes in in that first mission where you're at the docks or um and you're going through looking for Fisk's stuff. Um I was really under the I was under the impression I had two thoughts. I'm like, this is Miles' dad and he's going to die at the end of this level. And I'm right. really glad they didn't kill him then. Like when he crashes to save Peter, he crashes into that uh into the uh the demon who's trying to like kill Peter. I was yeah. like, okay, he died. But no, he was completely fine. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with that. Like let me get to know this guy because obviously he's going to die eventually. Let me get to know him and build a relationship with him more. And that was also how I felt about um, Dr. Octopus. I, um, I really, I criticized in my, I reviewed the Spider-Man 1 and 2 and 3, but we don't, we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and one of my critiques of, of Dr. Octopus is that he, his performance is really good, but you don't get enough time hanging out with him as normal auto octavius before the robot ai makes him evil and i usually don't like the concept in a story of oh i'm a good person but this machine is making me evil now i don't i usually really detest that but in this game like you you watch auto lose his cool like he starts off as this confident you know really smart guy and people keep you know getting at him things keep going wrong he loses his money he doesn't really have Peter around that much. He starts to like get really upset. And then it kind of influences him more than the the AI turning him evil. I was fine with that at that point. Like that was kind of like the AI just kind of pushed him over the edge just a little bit because he was already getting to that point. And that's what I really like is the buildup of the characters. 
it feels like the game really takes advantage. It is super smart. It takes advantage of being a game. It feels like it's more, even more patient than a TV show would be. It, it just, it knows that it already has a bad guy and it can use that, you know, the mop up of the bad guy that you already put in prison and the other one that you're, you know, looking for to build up the other things that it needs to build up in order for the payoff in the end to be satisfying. Um, I wonder a little bit if this is, this isn't like two stories mashed into one because they thought the, the, the one would be a little bit inconsequential or uh, <laughs> yeah. frustrating. It's possible. Um, maybe Marvel said just put more bad guys in this. I don't know. I have no idea. But in the end, it holds together um, and it, it does pay off. And it, I mean, talking about the, what might come next, I'm super excited about another a, a sequel um, and to see where they would take this. And yeah. Like, I want to be with those characters again. Like, even Miles and MJ and all of them, I want to see where they... And, and the the really... The sign, the proof of a strong writing, um, I feel like I know uh, Harry as a character in this game, even yeah. though you know, he doesn't never show up. Him at all. Yeah. <laughs> and and this is hard to do. Uh but because they talk about him and because he there the recordings and a few like and his father and the way his father reacts to him and it all feels very uh tangible. So yeah. I I want to see this next game. I wonder what they're going to do. Like they've are they going to get some of the sinister six to escape again or I guess they have no shortage of a shortage of of bad guys oh, yeah, but there's a lot of bad guys they could pick. Yeah. But um but yeah, so overall I really like this game. Um as I said, personal preference there are other games that I think are going to be my favorite of the year, but it's a really great game, hard to not recommend. Like it's even easier to recommend than all of my other choices for game of the yeah. year. Um this is a universally yeah. good game, it, so. Yeah. For sure. All right. I guess that's it for the spoilers section. Uh, anything else you want to add to spoilers before we here jump back to the Nintendo Direct? But the listeners have already heard. So this is the end of the episode for them. I think I think I'm good. I think I covered everything I want to talk about. All right. So thank you very much for listening. You already had the you know Twitter handles and all of this at the end of the regular episode. So we won't do that again. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye.
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.